0: Yeah, so I, back to what I was saying before you hit record. People should use Smash Mouth as temp music in their films.
1: We did. Turned out great.
0: All-Star? Is that the song?
1: All-Star, Rock Star, whatever it's called. One of those. It's the one that goes, hey now.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They have a version on YouTube where all the lyrics are somebody.
1: Yeah, it's so good. And they even, like, match the tone.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. It sounds really, really bad.
1: I want to know how much work...
0: Someone put into that. <laughs> I like when people take like weird Instagram moments and they mm. turn them into songs. Like some kid bangs his head on a pole, <laughs> and they take that sound and turn into a beat.
1: Have you seen the thing uh, on YouTube where you know B movie, the Jerry Seinfeld movie, where he plays a bumblebee? Yeah. There's one where uh, every time he says B, the movie doubles in speed. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. It's like 10 minutes long because he actually doesn't say B that much in the beginning. Right. But once he flies into the car, oh. or anytime anyone says B, people are just like, B, 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 and then it's over in like six seconds.
0: <laughs> it just goes super fast. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd they do
1: that? I don't know. It's kind of fun to watch, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this week, we are talking about skills that we, or skills or experience that we acquired previous to filmmaking life that is helping us in filmmaking life.
0: Yeah, and and that we may have continued with or dabble with still. Yeah. Or just don't deal with anymore at all. Yeah. I think I've talked talked about uh, previously at some point like I used to be a dancer before going into Mm -hmm. film. It sounds really weird to say.
1: You know what you should do? You should do the Skyrim thing. Be like, I used to be a dancer, but then I took an arrow to the knee. (laughs) (laughs) That's a line? you never seen Arrow to the Knee? No. One of the guards, or all of the guards in Skyrim say like, yeah, I used to be an adventurer like you, then I took an arrow yeah, to the knee. knee.
0: <laughs> it's a great line. It's funny.
1: There's a game theory that dissects how much an arrow to the knee would damage you.
0: it fuck you up. It's horrible. <laughs> Jeez. It's almost as bad as firecrackers in the butthole. Not quite as bad, but okay. it's up there. <laughs> That would be bad, too,
1: though. That is bad. Did I ever read you that Reddit thing that I found? Protologist, oh, yeah. yeah, breaking you, you down. You
0: read that to us as we're eating Thanksgiving dinner.
1: <laughs>
0: really? You don't remember that? <laughs> I've read that to a lot of people. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's like six of us chowing down, down on food, and then you're like, let me read you this thing about fireworks. In the butthole? <laughs> we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, funny. That um, sounds like me. Yeah. So before I took a narrative of me, I was I was a competitive, slightly competitive, but also like I just really enjoyed uh, dance. Um, I don't know. Like the way I got into it was I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell was going through my head while I was a kid. Yeah. Like I look at look back at some of the decisions I made. I'm like, what was I thinking? Yep. Like it was completely. I out think of- most
1: people think that about them being a kid. I know. Uh, but like nothing was
0: like I don't know if you are the same, but. As a kid, I never thought about myself as, like, I kind of had a plan, and I, and I and knew a little bit about what I was doing. Like, I acted completely on impulse. Mm. No forethought for anything. Like Gary Busey. Kind of. <laughs> Except not as scary looking. <laughs> um, I was like a young Gary Busey.
1: I took it's, an arrow to the knee. I took an arrow to the <laughs> knee.
0: Um, so in fourth grade, there's the talent show. Mm. No, this was in second grade. It was a talent show. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. So I entered the talent show, Mm. and I I was going to dance. And I'd never danced before. Mm. I didn't know anything about dance. There's just a pop song on the radio that I liked, and I was like, sure, I'll dance to that. I'll do three minutes of whatever the hell I want (laughs) to do. That's what ended up happening. So I picked the song. I got up on stage, and I started flailing around and doing these little, like, fake breakdancing moves and for three minutes I don't know how I did it and then everyone's clapping they're like oh you're such a good dancer and I'm like sick <laughs> I guess I'm a good dancer now and you know when you get like that, that title as a kid you just roll with it
1: it's like a dopamine rush yeah
0: so from from second grade on I made a choice that I was going to be a dancer
1: a dope dancer
0: and then years later I you know joined the studio started competing did some choreography and made a life out of like a stupid choice yeah but it's helped a lot in film actually
1: yeah like your first movie was dance related right yeah and you choreographed all that it
0: was was an experimental film and I had dancers in it and I choreographed all the stuff that they did um but uh aside from like the actual uh skill of like having uh dance ability and being able to choreograph um, like when it comes to like making a dance routine or a piece or, or like you know like something for a show you have to actually organize everything about the piece from the movement to like the mm-hmm. placement of the dancers and yep. all the stuff the costumes so like that was like a first hand experience into, into like what production was like so when I came into the film industry like working with actors I was very comfortable just like doing stuff like blocking or like oh, you go from here to here, like mm-hmm. demonstrating, like, try to maybe try to move like this and explaining all these kind of things. Um, like, I, I'm not that, like, involved with movement and stuff with actors because I, I think they kind of have they that get idea. It. Yeah. But for the most part, like, it's really translated into, into directing really nicely. Um, I think a director in film is much like a choreographer um, with dancers. Yeah. like they're really organizing everything that happens with the performer mm-hmm. um, which I think a director kind of does as well um, so that was just one of the skills that I'm really glad I retained and brought over into film and I, I still uh, like why well, I wanted to do that professionally but like at a certain point I was like I don't really think this is for me mm-hmm. but I still really enjoyed that experience yeah, yeah.
1: that's good that's super good uh, the one that I mean, true to form, we pitched this idea three minutes before we recorded it. We <laughs> did. Um, but the one thing that immediately comes to mind—I know I've talked about it before—is music. Um, I was in a touring rock band for like four years, but even before that, in high school, and I think how old was I when I started playing guitar? Like thirteen. So yeah, start of high school. Um, Just learning, like artistic creative process, like writing something, getting the (laughs) the shitty stuff (laughs) out of the way, (laughs) writing the bad stuff first, and then eventually getting into a band. You'd come with your ideas, like, "Hey, I wrote this riff. This kind of how I picture it going." Whether you write like a vocal melody or whatnot, you'd learn to craft songs. And another thing you'd learn is the creative process of. Writing and refining and making something whole with the rest of that band. Um, so, yeah, come in with like a riff, fest and then the guitar player might be like, oh, that might transition really well into this riff. The singer writes melody, and then, you know, maybe the drummer's like, oh, it'd be really sweet if we took like this little break here and I'll do the sweet drum roll or whatever, you know? So, learning how to create with people, I think, was a huge thing. And then once we started going on the road, Actually, even before the road, like working a full-time job and then going to rehearsals till 10 at night. And then the next day you'd wake up at 5 a.m., go to work and then go play a show till 3 in the morning and then repeat it. Like it got me used to the film hours in that sense, too. So when I came to making Films, the one thing that I was always really grateful for in that music experience was... I could get into a room and talk artistically with people and know that other people would have better ideas than me from time to time. Like it's just the way it is where I think some people, if they've never had an artistic endeavor in their life, they might be like, here's my idea. And someone would be like, oh, it'd be cool if you did this. And like, but no, it's my idea. We're going to do it this way. right? Learning that everyone has valuable input. And a lot of the time that input can make the initial idea better and just learning to collaborate, I think that really established the foundation for that. And then, yeah, the crazy hours we do in film, Uh, I was doing those in music already, so that really helped compared to, you know, had I not done that, came into the film game, and it's like, oh, you know, I just got off the 10-hour day at work, and I'm kind of tired, maybe I won't have that meeting, or maybe I won't try and write tonight. It's like, no, you gotta do that. That's how you get ahead. Do it, man. Do it. Yeah. So, I was used to that already, too. So, those were the two big Oh, that and being shit ass broke because you spend all your money on your music or film.
0: Yes, you're already used to that. Uh,
1: so, that helped. But yeah, just getting used to the whole artistic lifestyle was the biggest thing. Um, all those little nuances of it. I think that's what helped me the most from the music experience coming into the film game and oh also like when you go to when we were in posted party, or it's like what kind of song do you want to put in here you already have that we've talked about yeah. it before that slight idea of every director should kind of know music a little bit whether it's having written it or just have a sense in his head of what he wants during this scene or yeah. you know that kind of thing i think, I think so, yeah. yeah there was a leg up in that department too so yeah music really helped out in that circumstance what about you? You got another example?
0: Yeah. Well, I just wanted to touch on some of the things you were saying. It's yeah, yeah, totally. That, like, music and film are so closely related. Yeah. Um, I think it's impossible to not have one that, you know, works so well with the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible to make, you know, a piece of music without, like, or seeing or imagining something in your head. It just yeah. it stimulates that already, I think. Like this was a kind of a, a weird thing for me, but um, I was working with someone and they just didn't really have any taste in music, mm-hmm. and it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> Cause like music's just so important to me. Like I, yeah. you know, I'm just a huge fan of like uh, a bunch of different genres and artists, and I, I really mm-hmm. dig deep into into different uh, stuff. And when I asked this person, like, oh, so what kind of music are you thinking for your project? And he's like. Well, I don't really know I don't really risk to listen to anything right now I'm like you mean right now like currently or like at all yeah it's like you just didn't listen to that much music and it just kind of struck me as odd yeah um, I'm not saying that like they're nuts, right? like that's like a bad thing um, just unusual yeah it was yeah. just a little unusual um, I, I don't necessarily have an opinion on that yet but I I think it gives you I think if you've got a taste in music, it really does lend itself to how you make films.
1: Yeah, I think even down to initial tone, like when you sit down to write, like there's a, it's very often that I'll write with no music at all. Mm. but I think you like I'd be curious if you think the same way. like I'll start a script. the thing I'm writing right now is like kind of violent not a whole lot of dialogue and to me that kind of feels like a little like heavy metal you know yeah so I'll kind of have this strange link between like metal and tone of what I'm using and I find it actually influences like the words I choose so like for this new movie we just did when I was writing you probably noticed there's a couple of times where like I would talk to the reader Like, hey, this is what's going on. And it really suited the tone. And right back down to like the initial songs that I had thought of or had in my mind when I was writing were kind of like piano driven or like light kind of heartfelt things. And with this new one, like I said, it's violent and not a whole lot of talking and metal kind of influences it. So I'll use words that feel a lot more like clinical or authoritative and I won't talk to the reader or anything like that. So I think in that sense... Even if you don't think of it that way, I think music can subconsciously influence tone when you're first starting out on a project. And I think that could be a valuable thing to acknowledge, if not, like, briefly think on, you know? I don't think mm-hmm. you want to think on it too much but right at the start, but I think it can really influence it. Do you, have, do you ever have an experience like that? Or do you think like that?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll i actually listen to music sometimes when I write. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it just puts me in the, in the right mood and gets me in the right headspace. Like, I'm yeah. really... Music really affects me in... in yeah, me too. ...in a strong way. So whenever I listen to something, it's always, like... Intentional. Um, yeah, it takes me somewhere in my yeah. head. Uh, so music is, like, a, a big one for me. Even if I'm not writing actively, I'll be thinking about the thing. and listen to some mm-hmm. songs that feel like the thing I'm trying to create. Yeah. So uh, I think... Uh, And maybe it doesn't do that for everyone, but I know for me, like that's a big one.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you listen to music with lyrics, or is it mostly instrumental?
0: Most. You mean while I'm writing? Yeah. Mostly instrumental, but if there's something. Yeah, same here. There might be some songs with lyrics, but usually I I listen at a very low volume as well. Mm -hmm. Because like I I do a lot of like like talking in my head, so I don't want the music to be too loud. Yeah, I'm the
1: same way. And even for the movie we just finished, there's a there's a YouTube thing that's just uh, three hours of flute music like just type in <laughs> flute music and it was just like nice soothing background but totally fit so I just listen to that sometimes like three hours on repeat
0: <laughs> three hours of the Jurassic Park theme in, on the harmonica <laughs> yes <laughs> that's such a stupid video <laughs> um yeah uh I, I guess that's one I could touch on as well if I I'll, I could just steal that yeah yeah totally um Segue into uh, my experience with music as well. Because before, Do it, man. before going into, I, I think immediately after my little like four years of working uh, on music stuff mm-hmm. is when I went into film school. Yeah. So it was all all kind of transitioning. I was doing dance stuff, and at the dance studio that we had. Um, I met up with some guy he had a, a room in the corner of the studio mm. and I went in the room and I like oh what's this room for and there was like a piano and some keyboards and a computer and speakers and I was like oh this is really cool it's like a little recording studio almost um, and this guy would just hang out there and make music and beats and whatever um, so I hung out late at the studio and mm-hmm. got talking to him I'm like oh so what are you doing there and he's like oh I'm just trying to make music so I thought it was really cool and I was excited to kind of like, be in the
1: atmosphere
0: yeah being in being the atmosphere was a big one but mm-hmm. also like stumble into this room with all this gear yeah just, I was like I'd never have access to this ever so it was very exciting so I got in the room and I'm like hey can you teach me how to do this and like he didn't care he thought mm-hmm. it was kind of cool that some kid wanted to learn about whatever he was doing yeah so I get in there he's like teaching me how to like turn on the machines and how to plug this thing and and eventually, after a year, I'm just hanging out with this dude all the time. Mm. And I'm just making music. Sweet. Um, and it was free for me. The dude mm. would just, like, buy me pizza. Because um, I was, like, this broke kid. Yeah. Again, like, uh, being just a dancer. Just a nice guy. Yeah, like, being yeah. a dancer not making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So, I was hanging out in this recording studio while i was not in dance practice and this dude was buying pizza because that's what he had for lunch (laughs) and i would just make music with him and eventually we just we formed a little group Mm. Um, and then i just learned how to do mixing eventually and all this other stuff and i thought it was super cool because like i never even like thought i'd be making music Mm -hmm. at any point in my life and eventually i learned how to play a little bit of piano and Um, That led to, like, me producing, like, songs and instrumentals and stuff Mm. like that. Um, And that was, like, a a big thing because I I never uh, played any instruments, like, growing up. Like, I had no experience with any... anything with music. And I... and I... even, like, before, I I loved music, but I just didn't know how to get into it. Yeah. Um, And I didn't have friends that were doing any of that. Because, like, I think the people that are around you have a huge influence on you. Definitely. But, like, I was just around dancers. And ironically... He was in the studio, but like, no dancers cared about making music. (laughs) Um, It was a very weird atmosphere at that studio, but um, shortly after I was kind of like, I think I'm cool with dance, I'm really digging this music thing. Mm. So I started doing the music thing more and more and more. And eventually the same guy, who's a really good friend now, and and we have our own studio now, he was the first guy that uh, um, helped me shoot a video. And mm-hmm. when we shot the video, I was like, whoa, this is cool. Now I'm shooting video, and I can put music to it. And that's kind of like how I accidentally made like a film. Yeah. Um, without it really being a film, I just thought, like, oh, I made a video, and it was really cool-looking. Eventually, I went to film school after that. So all those things kind of transition from, like, I'm doing dance, and it's this very like artsy, weird, eclectic thing. Then mm-hmm. I went to music, where I'm like, kind of in this room alone, solo, you know, excited to be making stuff, but like not really sure if it was ever gonna be heard by anyone. And then slowly that went into like, oh, I'm gonna go to film school. And all these things happened right after each other, but they all feel like they're very connected to each other.
1: Yeah, it's a progression.
0: Yeah, so that and I'm still making music now. I and mean, that was one of the things that I didn't want to give up. So when I'm not doing film stuff and, and when I'm not working, I'm at the recording studio and I'm making whatever I can. Yeah. Mm.
1: So. Uh One thing that I'd like to touch on real quick, a um, bit of a deviation, but uh, I remember, and you could probably talk about this too. So a little bit of background first. Um, the general message of what I'm about to say is like, it can be hard doing these things. These are artistic things when people around you don't do them. So, like, I'm kind of the black sheep of my family in the sense of my family is not the most artistic. Like, no one, no one's ever been a filmmaker. No one plays instruments. <laughs> like, no painters. Oh, my mom painted like a couple things growing up, but like, largely not that. And I grew up in a place called Carlton Place, Ontario, yeah, which had a population of eight thousand. You know, there was, like, one metal band. There was no filmmaking. Seven cars. Yeah, like... (laughs) (laughs) The general thing is, like, it's really hard to get into those things. And I remember I tried playing guitar before I played bass, which is what I played in the band Mm -hmm. that I was in. And to try guitar, I remember going. my parents being like, I want to try guitar, so my dad knew someone that had an extra guitar and he's like, you can borrow it and here's a book of chords. So I learned all the chords and then there was nothing else for me to do. This, okay, this is pre-internet guys. I couldn't just go on the internet and learn guitar. <laughs> you have to read. <laughs> yeah. So I learned the chords and that was it. Like. I just gave up. It's like I played the chords a bunch of times, didn't want to make a song or anything and gave up. And then I discovered bass. And then that was right when dial-up internet was coming out.
0: So you could watch videos?
1: No, not videos. But I could go online and look at guitar tabs and learn it that way. Um, And, it, you know, that kept me satiated enough. But there's going to be times, especially if you're living in small towns and it's not in your family where... You're going to need to be okay doing those things by yourself. And you're going to have to get enough fulfillment just in learning the song or learning how to operate a camera or learning how to write a script. That's okay. Keep doing those things. Get good at them. And then if you're around that age when you hit 18 or, or whatever, move to a city and then find other people that want to do those things and hook up with them and you know start making stuff. So the general... i'm trying to say is like don't get discouraged Mm -hmm. if you're the only one in your house in your town in your community whatever that wants to do that thing it's okay to get enough fulfillment out of you doing you writing your own script you learning that song you trying to write whatever or make whatever and eventually if you follow that and you at least have a little bit of skill and drive you can go meet other people that want to do those things and grow your skills and your drive along with them and then start making more and more and form a band or make a movie with actors and a cinematographer and a director or yeah yeah
0: I think it's like a good mix of like you've got some skill in what you're doing um you're passionate about it you're kind of driven at least yeah and eventually it's about meeting other people who have similar you know yeah goals yeah Yeah. definitely Um, yeah it's interesting though because you came from like a smaller town Mm -hmm. Um, and I I basically just grew up in Vancouver so that's so awesome well for me it was the opposite it was just like a city full of people yeah and it would be very likely bump into someone that wanted to do the same thing you did
1: yeah I remember when I moved here it was like two weeks in we were we went out to the bar and got loaded and we were just walking home good choice oh yeah totally (laughs) Uh, there's one guy walking the opposite way of us and for some reason we started talking to him and he's like yeah I'm into graphic design I like making films I'm like oh my god I, I just had that experience I bumped into someone that wants to make a movie this has never happened before it's weird huh yeah and I was like 25 the first time that happened
0: yeah that is super weird <laughs> crazy eh yeah, I bump into people from like similar fields all the time yep. be it music or dance or film or whatever I guess uh, super uncommon there, just because, like, the chances are, like, so, Like, what is, like, the average, like, uh, kind of job people want to do from, like, a small place like that? Is it very common? A L- lot of car mechanic. Yeah? Yeah. does uh, your brother do that?
1: Yeah, kinda, yeah. He changes, uh, like, industrial-sized tires. Okay, cool. Which, there's a shocking amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think so, but... <laughs> Even if, like, huge vehicles. Like, giant tractors where their tires are like six bigger than humans oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like those kinds of things <laughs> okay yeah
0: okay yeah so I, I guess like it makes sense if you're if you're doing more outside the box like
1: yeah like stuff. I remember in high school in grade nine I hadn't started playing um, bass yet so I took an art class and it was like oh you know maybe it'll we'll be yeah. something cool and we've learned like, how to draw a stick man and do a clay figure, like total garbage. That is a
0: small town. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and it was crap, so I quit, but in that summer I started playing bass, so I was like, oh, now I'm gonna go back and take grade 9 music in grade 10, Mm because I can learn something about playing bass, and you have learned like, whatever small bullshit songs you do in grade 9 music, and I was like, this sucks too. And then the only other artistic thing, I remember there was a film studies course mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I want to do that, I'd love to learn how to make a movie. And I didn't know film studies was in making movies. They're like, yeah, it's you just, just like, you like, film theory. you right? watch like Citizen Kane and you say what you think of it and why. And I was like, that's stupid, I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> and I think there's like five people in that class or something. And yeah, other than that, there was nothing artistic. No, yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: Yeah, it's weird, man. Small towns can be rough on uh, artistic individuals.
0: <laughs> Interestingly enough, a lot of really great artists come from small towns.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think it's like. Uh, well, I can only speak from my perspective, but it's for me. It was just sitting, being there, being like, "This fucking sucks," and I got to get out of here, and I'll do anything <laughs> to get it. out of here. It's a lot
0: of great artists that are like, "This place sucks," <laughs> yeah,
1: and like. Use that as your drive. It's like if I don't succeed, I'm gonna end up here.
0: Let's <laughs> um, be fair. I think there's also something nice about living in a small place like that if you're an artist.
1: Yeah, there are some really great artistic small towns. My wife is from one. Alora, Ontario is awesome. Like full of really good artists. The and different kinds of artists too. Like the. Johnny Depp's tattoo artist lives there, oh. so like renowned, mm-hmm. like a lot of renowned musicians and stuff. So like there are small artistic towns, but mm-hmm. the majority of them are not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with blue collar jobs. No, no,
1: not at all. I mean, you want to do it, you do that. Yeah.
0: Rock on. Right. My, my dad's pretty much. He just does stuff like that. And, yeah. And my mom's a florist. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of artistic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um,
1: any other points you'd like to bring up before we wrap up the episode
0: yeah I I I guess the one last thing and I think this would be kind of a benefit for for anyone who does anything technical Mm. in the industry it's like when I was a kid I used to like take apart like electronics and just kind of look at them and and mess with them because I was just curious Mm. and when something broke I would like automatically do that because I'm like this thing is broken I just want (laughs) to see inside it now yeah so, you know, when my Xbox broke, I'd crack it open and try to fix it. And mm-hmm. Sometimes I was successful and sometimes I wasn't. But I just kind of, like, relieved that fear people have of electronics. Yeah, yeah. I have that. <laughs> yeah, you open something up and you're like, I'm going to break this and ruin everything. So, I don't
1: know anything in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have fixed a few computers and I've done stuff like that. And, you know, my laptop, I had to take it to a repair shop a while ago. Yeah but I wasn't completely clueless like I'd opened it up and I looked around and I was like well there's something wrong with the power Yeah. but I don't know how to change it so I Mm -hmm. took it to the place I told them what I thought was wrong with it and if I was right Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah you're right and we'll fix that piece and I got it fixed sweet and that way I I knew I wouldn't get ripped off yeah I was gonna say yeah I kind of knew what what was going on with the uh, the laptop but even with like simple electronics like one of my LED lights it works fine, but the mm-hmm. battery inside it doesn't work anymore. That's because a fuse on the circuit board went off. Yeah. So I need to open the light up, solder the wires, um, solder, solder a new fuse in, and rewire it, and it'll fix the light and be practically new. Yeah. And for the most part, other people would be like, "Ah, damn, this light." <laughs> get, get new light. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like something I'm uh, able to do just because, like, I was curious about stuff like that. And it's actually super easy to learn this stuff. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, That's kind of where I learned the the gist of all of it was. Um, Yeah, so, like, electronics and stuff like that, if you're a DP or an editor or if you deal with computers and stuff like that, Mm. look into it a little bit so you're knowledgeable. Um, This is something that I learned just from curiosity. It wasn't something that I was like, I'm going to go take a course about it. Um, I just thought it was uh, interesting for me. And I just kind of followed that curiosity and now I can, you know, wire things and I know how to pick proper cords for things like that and all that stuff. So um, I, I recommend looking into that and just making it uh, a little side thing for you if you want to. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's just another skill that I had that I thought was useful.
1: Um, and thus concludes skills.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the final skill is... How to eat mayonnaise on bread.
1: Yeah, you don't do it unless you have other ingredients in there, too. <laughs> mayonnaise sandwich. All right, so yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, once again, brought to you by Pippa. It's pippa.io. P I P P A dot I-O. Yeah, uh, check them out. They're cheap, good, awesome. And yeah,
0: we'll see you next week. Yeah, take care. Film craft.